ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready let me be honest i don't know one single thing that i haven't done to make you notice me let me be real here when i see you my heart starts racing Today is March 12, 2021, Friday of the third week of Lent, and you are tuned into Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Cardome Studio. It's the third week in Lent already, almost the fourth Sunday, and uh, we hope uh, this is going to be an exciting discussion. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Father Lynn Whitney. Let's try that again. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas I'm Kelly. I'm Father Lynn Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, guest tonight is Brent Mayer, is a longtime parishioner and bingo aficionado uh but tonight he's here to talk to us about his new job at st john school interim principal welcome to the show brent thank you very much deacon tim and uh we'll get to you in a second no problem we'll we'll let you get comfortable um hey it's a friday and let you know what that means fish fries fish fries do we have fish tonight again we do and did and it was uh it was good very good. I, I love it. I enjoyed it. It was uh, the Knights are doing a good job. If you haven't been out for a fish fry, you've got uh, two weeks left. So you pre-order koc.fish. That's koc.fish. Order you can order like on Tuesday. Yep. So uh, no no uh, no blips today. Traffic ran through really smooth. Maybe a little bit less orders, but uh, pay for it online too. Yep. So help uh, support the Knights who support lots and lots and lots of uh, charities in the community, including the parish and the school. So, hey, for the show tonight, we want your questions, uh, comments, uh, et cetera, on the Facebook post. If you have a question, make sure that you put in big letters, all caps, question. That way, if we know it's a question and not a comment, we'll get the question, and maybe Brent can answer it, or if not, maybe one of us uh, deacons uh, can answer the question as well. So, hey, you get to relax a little bit more, too. We'll do a formal introduction here in just a second. But you can contribute to this next uh, uh, section we like to call current events. Uh, this kind of gets us going, icebreaker, et cetera. Who, does anybody have a current event today? I see you both on your phones. Oh, I have yeah. a great one. Yeah? Yeah, this is one is, in the in, of course, all happened in California, of course. The Department of Education will vote on a new statewide ethnic study curriculum that advocates for decolonization of America's society and elevate Aztec religious symbolism, all in service of the left-wing political ideology. In other words... Yeah, I was going to say, can you translate that, please? Oh, it's quite interesting. <laughs> so in other words, you know, uh, Christianity is too much white. You got to get rid of that because we have to sing more Aztec uh, 
gods into because we gotta get rid of that mindset of a white supremacist and and to um, make us less appreciation. We so we've been colonized by the um, the white people, Euro Eurocentric. So we have to decolonize that mindset to liberate us. So this is a new was supposed to supposed to be vote this week on that new curriculum. Wow. And who's who's that coming out from Coca Cola? <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna talk about Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Uh, Potato Head and Dr. Seuss and the Coca Cola Bear and Speedy Gonzalez and Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew, Little House on the Prairie. I mean we can go Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. Are we getting, we're not going to talk about any of that stuff, are we? No. That wasn't my current event. <clears throat> okay. What's your current event? Mine is, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on something. I don't know if y'all heard that Kentucky passed a bill where, oh, let me see how it's worded. Is this the life about life? No, it has to do with uh, uh, police officers. Uh, a bill that would make it a crime to insult or taunt a police officer. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that. Yeah, I think it passed. Somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But I just wanted to see what y'all think about. It. I mean, as as pro police as I am, the way it's worded, uh, it's one of the several provisions included in a larger bill that seeks to increase penalties for crimes related to riots. A state senate committee passed the bill last week. Under the bill, a person who accoust, how you say, accosts, Accost. in, insults, taunts, or challenges a law enforcement officer with offensive or de- decisive words or by gestures that would direct tendency to provoke a violent response uh, would be charged of a guilty of disorderly conduct in the second degree. I'd like to hear arguments about who gets to decide. <laughs> I'm sure the police officer is the one that decides. But, well, yeah. no, he gets to decide whether you're charged with a crime, yeah. but he doesn't get to decide right. whether you're innocent or guilty. So, you know, those type of laws to me are just ridiculous. I'd like to hear an argument from both sides because yeah. right off the bat, I'm like, I mean, is that messing with free speech? Uh, don't get me wrong. When I watch all that stuff on TV, the riots and they're in the, I mean, I find it disgusting. Yeah, I'm sure that's got to be the origin. But can you legislate that? I don't know. That's got to be the origin. I mean, did you, you know, my, this isn't my current event, but I'll talk about it. Uh, last weekend in Louisville, there was a cheerleading competition. Did you see I've this? Seen where wow. the, uh, some protesters uh, downtown were yelling at these girls as they were going into their cheerleading competition. It was crazy. And why they, why they scream at them for? Because it was white privilege, I think. It was, yeah. Because they had, they can be cheerleaders, and it just was a mess. <laughs> but it's not just—I mean, you know—it this is in our community as well, right? I mean, we were talking about that before the show went on. It's the same principle, right? People get locked in on on something, and they can't see how irrational their views are, so they justify them in their head, their mind. They they. They try to claim something's true when it's not true or say that it's facts when it's not facts to support their interpretation, their viewpoint, whatever, and make it seem like it's it's right when it's 
any arbitrary person stepping back and looking independent would look at it and say it's, you know, yelling at little girls about white privilege. What's the point? Exactly. Talking about the polar bear being white. <laughs> What's the po- the polar bear is white. Oh, in, in his skin is actually the, black, yeah. but his hair is white. <clears throat> Go ahead. You know, very interesting. The, the 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 intention of that law to have is a good intention. Oh, I see it totally because it disgusts me. <laughs> okay, when I see it on TV, right. but but it, but at the same time, it does not present. I think it create more complex. You know, if the police officer exercise on that particular law, he probably will get rad. He or she will get radicuted. You know, but by, by by bullying, I guess you know it, it doesn't go anywhere. It's a good intention to 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 uh, defend or protect the 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 right of of a good officer, perhaps, but it's not bringing to the good as a whole. You know that 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 brought to my attention the nature of the ecclesial law, the canonical law of the church is very important because we always look at the common good. Okay, we are not nitpicking detail, but we talk about what is the overarching important. But as society as a whole, we operate way too much on feeling and emotional, and those laws become so nitpicking, right? It, it becomes so secondary, or it's something I, I it's unfortunate, you know. It's it's it, we want to live in a jungle of laws that. Does not hit anything. Like I say, more and more we become, this society become a lot more. Being a lawyer is a way to go, right? <laughs> it's a it's a lawyer society, but the problem I, I I mean, you know, we talked about that before. In our society right now, we miss the most is philosopher. We we don't have enough. That doesn't exist anymore. Exactly, and you know, it's good intention on the law, yeah, in respect of the police. Of the good work they do, and 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 unappreciate a society as a whole, been ridiculed so much, and and so this law came out hopefully with a good intention, but again, it did not serve the, I guess the the intent. I mean, intent but, of the law. Basically, it, it comes down to to. I mean, I hate to try to simplify it too much, but it comes down to truth, right? I okay. mean, a, a police officer. You know, is out there to protect the public. Are there bad police officers? Yes, there's bad. There's bad people in every profession. But if if a police officer is doing his job and somebody comes up and gets in his face, that can't be good. A police officer doing his job, by definition, doing his job, standing on a line, protecting whatever, is good. The other thing going on against him can't be good, too. Those are diametrically opposed, and they both can't be truth. Mm-hmm. If two things are diametrically opposed, they both can't be right. We don't live in that kind of world. But we live in a world that redefines what's good and bad. We redefine words to suit our political – and it, it does boil down to politics most of the time now. We redefine words to meet what we want to happen from a political perspective. Mm-hmm. That's And that's what's good about the church. The church doesn't care about the political side of it. Right. That's right. We 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 confronting a, the culture we are facing right now. We're extremely indifferent, and so therefore you okay, I'm okay. As long as you cross my path and I anti your path, then we become a social media debate. Right? It become a disaster. I'm, I'm a professional on that. So, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I got to throw all that back. Hey, Brent. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. There we go. Hey, Brent. Did you have a current event? Me? Uh, just all that. Okay. I'm not going to offer a current event because you're in way too deep for me. Scared? Are you scared? So I, I was going to, you know, I think most people know Brent Mayer, right? I mean, I've, I've been around for 16 years. Yeah. Right? Uh, bingo, right? Bingo. With that, if, if you don't know Brent, then you have been at the bingo hall. That would be true. Do you miss the bingo hall? Not in the least. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my wife. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, you've been a coach? I have been a coach. Um, Cross country, basketball, baseball, baseball. Little kids, old kids, all kinds of kids. School board member, finance council member, strategic planning council member. All kinds of other committees that are in there. You're, and you are a Knight of Columbus. I am. A unlike Columbus. a couple guys in this room. Appointed <laughs> Dallas and appointed Steve behind the cameras there. Still got a couple of victims in here that we can recruit. Uh, and you've done stuff at the diocese related to the school. You've yeah, been on the. Uh, 2015. Yep. Yeah. Uh, been on the school council out there uh, that, that serves to help set uh, not just policy, but review what's going on and, and you know, give the, the bishop and the superintendent good counsel. And you actually helped hire the superintendent, right? Uh, not the current one, but the prior two, yes. So uh, Tim on, Weaver. Uh, Tim Weaver, and I wish I, I um, he was, even helped us. Uh, Dr. Keneally. Dr. Keneally. James yeah. Keneally. He wasn't, he wasn't here very long. He, he wasn't. He, he was a high-powered individual, and I, you know, the committee really gambled wanting to get him involved. I mean, he had he was a university president for goodness sakes, and did some great things while he was here. But the the call of family and other opportunities took him took him out of out of our uh, out of our diocese. Are you saying that the the Catholic Church can't afford high-powered? How paying individuals? Well, that's a great conversation <laughs> to have, isn't it? it uh, I, I think you can get them. Holding them is a little harder. I mean, we pay our priests a whole lot of money. Uh, that's what I've seen. I mean, much higher than we pay our deacons. Definitely, just, yeah. for, just <laughs> for the... infinitely higher, right? Well, Dallas Goddard is going to get a raise next year. He's going to go from zero to zero. Yep, he's going to quadruple my pay. <laughs> I heard that. I didn't know that. Actually, there is compensation at the teacher. Oh, I forgot Dallas. Is, yeah. yeah. You're going to make some money. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say is no. It, is it pro <laughs> Do we get the pro rate, the salary? <laughs> yeah. Well, are you hourly or salary? So let me be uh, your uh, negotiator. Uh, you don't want to be salary. You want to be hourly when it comes to. Well, you need to talk discuss with the principal. <laughs> I think yeah. the new coming principal. Yeah, because I don't think 25000 that was offered me, I don't think that's quite enough. It might have to go up. <laughs> <laughs> if you I, just throw in I, word and communion to No, I, well, hey, I'm just going to defer that. Uh, all those decisions have to be made before the next school year, and I don't kick in until that next school year. So there you go. <laughs> I'll see how you do this upcoming year. We'll talk. So, yeah. A lot, yeah so, all of us. No, Brent. You've been around for a long time, but but who's who's Brent Mayer? If you had to say who you are, who who's Brent Mayer? Who, who is Brent Mayer in this new role and as then, principal? Sure, sure. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, foundations, right? So twelve years Catholic school. So I'm one of those um, cradle Catholic. Cradle Catholic. Uh, spent some time post high school. Uh, went to Center College uh, there in Danville and spent time. Uh, as I guess, politely saying, away from my faith, 
when uh, the first day I met Father Lynn, I told him, Father Lynn, I'm the prodigal son because I left the faith. And when I came back, I've been just on fire with it. And, um, you know, that was, uh, we came St. John's uh, 16 years ago. And um, Real quick, where'd you go to yeah. grade school and high school? Oh, that was uh, St. Clement, a little place you're pretty familiar with there in Louisville, Kentucky. And then went to Holy Cross High School. Uh, first co-ed Catholic high school in Louisville, and still, I think, the only co-ed Catholic high school in Louisville. They merged Bishop David and Angela Mercy. Uh, I was there. That happened in 84, and I started in 86. So uh, it's a good Catholic foundation. Yeah, I went to just a few miles down the road, Western High School. Yeah. St. Clement. St. Clement, it That's no longer of, exists. It got swallowed up. Yeah, it's called something else. Dolphin yeah. Dixie Highway further down, Johnson Town Road area and all that stuff. I was I, I was out there one time. Yeah, once? <laughs> once? Yeah. Actually, I dated a girl for, well, I went on a couple dates with a girl that lived off Dixie Highway. And for a kid lived in the East End to go to Dixie Highway. Uh, was it a culture shock for well, you? Well, you had to, you know. You had to want to go. Was, you know, I was driving a 74 Nova, and it was like 50 miles or something like that round trip. And I was thinking, man, that's going to be expensive. <laughs> so, so Dixie Highway was like another world for us. So. Yeah. Oh, it's it's way different now, too. It's, yeah, it's no, what like I got, eight lines wide or something. I was now. telling somebody here really uh, just several months ago, it's been a long time since I was on that stretch from Valley Station and all that stuff. Right. And you had these uh, – um, you know, restaurants and stores that you didn't realize how you used for markers, where to turn. Where to go. They're all gone. Yeah, yeah. I was lost. <laughs> I, th- I think even the Earlers is gone. And yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I was there. I think that's gone. It had the uh, green sign with the orange cow on it. Yeah. It was a great landmark. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go no, back. It's all good. It's all good. Um, we were talking about who am I, yeah. and so uh, I, I've been a pretty stable employee at my current place. That'd be 24 and three quarters years by the time I'm done, and uh, but I'm really looking forward to this new opportunity here. Yeah, 24 years anywhere, any one place is long time. It is long time, especially in today's today's age when people jump jump ship slots. They do. So. They do. Um, been managing since '99, so I've I've seen lots of folks, as you're saying, come and go uh, that uh, through the organization. But uh, Neogen's down. Um, it's a food safety, food and animal safety company, and uh, we do the animal safety business down in Lexington. And and the group there uh, it was very special to get into a club of the 20 year plus, and there there's over a dozen of them still there. Um, but. Uh, you know, at some point we all we all got to move on, and this was a perfect yeah, time to so, do. So, so this balance between your career—I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, a degree in biology, biochemistry, biochemistry, yep. And, yep. and science, and then this move to Catholic education. So something has to make that happen, trigger sure. that. So, is that a is that a faith response? Is it a calling? What? How do you, how do you see it? That's great. Uh, faith, yes. Calling, yes. What I've always wanted to do. I, I did start out before I made it to Neage, and I spent a year teaching at Lexington Catholic. Taught biology, taught physics. Uh, it's a funny story. I, I went away to get married uh, that summer after teaching for a year. And while I was on my honeymoon, I found out I actually wasn't employed there anymore because it was annual contracts. And I had made a comment to the prior principal. He happened to pass away. Um, it got communicated to the 
the new principle that I'd, if I if I couldn't do like part time teaching, I didn't want to teach, and so I came back and I was I was cut out, and so we moved uh, to what my degree was in, um, but never left the interest in education, and uh, have have been on several advisory boards, like we mentioned, just our school board, the diocesan board. Uh, advisory board with uh, Bluegrass Community Technical College. They've got a Department of Biotechnology over there. And so I've always stayed involved with that. Um, ran tutoring programs when I was in high school and when I was in college. I uh, have always been very active with the school. Um, you know, Kathy Booth was the principal when I got here. Rebecca Ellsworthy uh, filled in for a couple of years. And then Dan Mardell. So I've, you I've skipped worked with all three. Oh, who did I miss? Uh, Mr. Gene... What was his last name? That would have been before you, right? It was before me. Yeah, so yeah. it went from Kathy Booth to, to him. No. Yeah. Him before Kathy he, Booth. He, he was before Yeah, Kathy. he was before Kathy Booth. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So who was before? Uh, oh, her name was, was her name Rebecca too? I can't remember what her name was. Ellsworthy was. The, no, I, it yeah, wasn't Rebecca. Yeah. I can okay. remember who, who was. So she, so it was Mr. Gene and then it was Kathy Booth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And is there a is in in everything you just said right there? Yep. Was there a hidden message to Dallas because of a, a of a principal change that could infect your employment as a teacher? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. What are you talking about? I'm just super excited. We're, just because we were we were talking about. So we're breaking two two news stories in a in a way here. Principal and the new religion teacher. The new religion teacher for next year. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Excited? He have not teach it. He demand for his own room. <laughs> There was no demand. There was a slight suggestion. <laughs> Is that what you call it? It was a slight uh, suggestion. So, so are you excited about teaching? I'm very excited. Very, very excited. And go ahead. No, I was just. I've taught. I've subbed in there several other times. So uh, I'm just trying to get used to what's going on. So this uh, this this change in you from being retired to, to teaching and you from being in the the professional. Uh, yeah. Public company yeah. uh, world to to Catholic education. Uh, obviously, you're not going into the school building and stuff that was there. This is all kind of transitional and, and new. That's got to be exciting. Right? Oh, it, it's it's super exciting, right? I mean, it's it's a it's a draw like like nothing else, you know. Because as a committee member for so long of helping to acquire Cardone. And work towards finding out how we were going to get out here, and now to be part of the group that that put together this opportunity to put this new school building out here, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to be involved with. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with that because I think I've been on every committee as well. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. Well, you want to be assistant principal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, Tim. Quit, quit your job as president of a mining company to assistant principal. Kelly, we're going to break a news story tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be the new science teacher. Teaching engineering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pre-engineering. Yeah, that's not happening. Sorry. I hope, hope my boss isn't listening either. It's not on the plan. But what I was thinking about was that, you know, we, we we've obviously been experts at buying land and planning and just never really had come to fruition. But with Cardone, one of the things that, that drew us here was infrastructure, right? We always mm-hmm. said, Hey, there's parking lots, there's utilities. We don't have mm-hmm. to build any of that stuff. And we were saying, you know, the cost is going to be in renovating the buildings and everything, but, but COVID happened. And then we had this need and, you know, the fact that we have this beautiful campus and we have parking lots and we have infrastructure, we have water lines, we have electrical lines, all that stuff makes us be able to do, what we're going to do out here very quickly 
and really for a low a low sum of money, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let, let me build on that comment because one of the things that's the most exciting for the school, you know, um, someone asked me about, you know, uh, tell me why it's so important to move and or, or, or you know, what, what are the advantages of being out at Cardome? And there, there are many in terms of safety and and the layout in the green space. But these classrooms, I mean, uh, you know, St. John's forever, right, for its history has fit classes into spaces as opposed to building spaces to hold classes. And so we have an incredible history of success, right? Our students are outstanding. We, we've, we've got amazing teachers. We've been able to house, uh, you know, kids, whoever wants to come. We've never turned people away for size or anything like that or space. And, we, and we've done wonderful things. But, but out here at Cardone, when we build this structure, these are purpose-built spaces, right? So, so if you think about all the success that you have, and then you take that that impediment, that thing that says, "Well, you, you kind of have to squeeze into this hole." I, I know you've got big kids. Uh, figure out how to do it with the desk. When that goes away, and the teachers now have these big, beautiful classrooms, I, I, I'm super excited about what they're going to say. You know, they're, that that they're going to be able to do things that they couldn't do before. Um, and, and take COVID out, um, but, you know, gosh, I mean, this place is ready to explode with, with excitement and yeah, results. And, and I wasn't thinking, I, I was, you know, as you were talking there, I was thinking about the, the new set of questions that just went out this week yeah. that actually have two links in it. One's a link to uh, a view of what these classrooms will look like on the inside. Right. And then there's a second link that kind of shows the layout of this this modular building. Just talk a little bit about that what, sure. what what is in this modular building? Yeah, so so the modular building, uh, single structure. You know, from the, from the outside, it's it's going to look like a four walled structure with a roof. It's going to have an entrance and an exit, uh, hallway down the middle. Has eight classrooms, uh, all connected by hallways. Um, it has uh, two banks of bathrooms, one on the right side of the building, one on the left, boys and girls. Um, and then the entryway will have offices, two offices, uh, one for the administrative assistant, one for the principal. Um, and and we'll be able to control entry to the building. The, the whole sign-in process works out well. Uh, for the middle school, again, assuming the COVID restrictions and our Healthy at School plan start to relax, so they'll be able to transition between school rooms uh, much, much easier. And so uh, I forget what the total square footage is, but each room's about 720, uh, 700 to 720. So you take that times eight, you're going to be at 5,700 square feet, right? Yeah, I think the right? total square yeah. foot is almost seven thousand. Yeah. I think, yeah, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, so, something like so that. I mean, it's it's a big structure, and that and that's why if you've been out here and seen some of the trees come down, and you've seen some of the markers uh, going up the the um, the space markers, you know where they they they've laid out the site. Uh, it, it's a big footprint. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes when somebody hears the word modular, yeah. they think of what we currently have, which are trailers sure <laughs> so sure. modular buildings today are uh, are they on a trailer frame absolutely they're on a trailer frame but in this case i believe it is the equivalent of eight eight i think eight single wide trailers would be what the size of this huge modular building is going to be you know the pictures on the website don't do it justice uh, if you go to any public school these days that has a trailer modular building etc out back for overflow for them the inside of those classrooms are just amazing looking yeah. and uh, I, th- I think it's going to be i think it's going to be exciting yeah. yeah are all classrooms the same size yeah that's a great question so i looked on the drawings and for some reason right now it looked like the maybe the ones down the left side 
and the one down the ones down the right side differ by like 10 square feet for some reason but i may be just looking at the drawings wrong i'm, I'm definitely not an engineer yeah i mean i think they're supposed to be equivalent yeah you know, so, so, about the, the so about the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where well, you went to religion you know, to be over yeah, there? We didn't have one. <laughs> no, I've done been that. told right off the bat that ain't happening. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think they're yeah. sticking me in some dark yeah. room over here in the corner that Bruce <laughs> get ready to cave in. You remind me of um, where we used to put Mary Napier, the art teacher, right? She used to be oh, yeah, down in the basement. <laughs> in the basement. Down down in flooded the basement. every rain, and I used <laughs> yeah. to have to go down there so, and get all that water up and redo her, wax her floors and stuff. Yeah, because you took care of the floors for the yeah. longest time, yeah. Service, right? Service. Service. You yeah. were servicing before. Yeah, they you were paid doing. me back then as much as they pay me now. <laughs> so, so speaking of religion and other specials, uh, art and stuff, obviously the the classrooms in the modular building are for Kate, or I'm assuming first grade through eighth grade, one, right? one through eight. Yeah, let's, let's yeah just talk a little bit more about how you see, you know, the rest of Cardone interfacing with a new modular building. Sure, sure. So. Um, for those that, that don't know, our, our current our middle school moved out for this this current year, and so there were there were two uh, smaller structures that had been around for quite some time. They they were used prior for the Montessori school. I'm not sure what what they were used for prior to that. Um, and we had originally had plans for the up for the last or the current school year. We'll say had plans that we'd bring a preschool out here, right? And, and because they were kind of set up for, they had the little potties yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? Small people. Yeah, small. Short kids. Short kids, little <laughs> ones, uh, five and unders. Yeah. And when that was not going to work because of the COVID pieces and how long it was going to take with with uh, getting that uh, certification moved over, we really looked at the middle school. And so the middle school has proof of concept that those buildings are useful. And so we will still continue to use one of those two buildings. The other one is, is going to be taken down because it happens to be sitting in the footprint of the modular building. So uh, we have three rooms. We'll, we'll lose one and, and pick up eight. So that seems like a pretty fair trade. And then the building two, which is the now Parish Hall. Uh, some people would know it. It's the, the one that, that contains the Cardone um, Academy uh, the, the, Theater. Yeah, that Academy Theater. Yep. Um, that room uh, or that building has a second floor and has some space. Um, various church groups have met there before. The robotics teams used to used to work up there. I think the scouts have used it in the past. Uh, there's some minor renovations going up there to take down some some walls that were just put up to divide space. So we're we're undividing the space. And when that's done, it should allow for um, the several of the specials to be in there, and then. You know, uh, we're still as a group, right, working out the whole kitchen piece. Um, but uh, again, the the food service—that's one of the questions in the Q and A. The food service, you know, is run by the diocese, and they're committed no matter where we're at or who, who you know, how yeah, many campuses, buildings. Yeah, they're serving food out here currently, right now. That's right. exactly right. And now that's, they will get that, hot, hot yeah, meals. Yeah, that's coming out of the St. John's Idiot. Undercroft still. Yep. So and they transport. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, fathers, a lot of information coming down the pipe on all this transition you know brent's doing a good job of explaining it, but if you had to give advice to, to folks about how to to kind of get engaged in this process or is it just really just information just pay attention right now to what's going on or what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, we actually uh be, be beside all the necessary information communicate via uh, social media, a website, all of that. I hope everybody tune into that. Uh, but we also will have a special committee called Communication Committee. Uh, dealing with this COVID, we, we cannot do much within person. So um, 
this team will call family themselves, okay, and and talk to them and ask them and point them to all communication we have. If they have any concern or question, if not, if they have never heard of it, and we will make sure they they get information. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so far there's been a video, right? There was a, the initial video, and then two sets of questions and answers so far. Correct, correct. And the plan is to keep doing those. Is that, that's right. Next week's uh, Q and A will be about the Main Street campus and just some of the questions about the real estate and, and what does that look like. And, and obviously, getting the school out here and getting uh, education at, at at a level of a hundred and Whatever the enrollment's going to be, 140-ish. That's what. Uh, that's the minimum that we hope. I hope it goes a little higher. What was it? This what's the current enrollment? Team? 138. Yeah, which was good because we thought it was going to be lower than that. And COVID actually helped take that up. So it, it did. Got to got to be got to be good to have new a new building to recruit to. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and I, you you bring up the the COVID opportunity, and and hopefully people understand when when COVID. Well, last spring, every school, right? Every school suffered and nobody knew what to do, right? Because Correct. it was just like, hey, uh, so you're going home on Monday or you're going home on Friday. And by the way, you won't be back. And no one thought and you'll never be back. And then we'll go to summer. And and we worked very hard as a committee. Uh, Father Lynn put together a healthy at school committee. Uh, we worked with our superintendent. We worked with our local health department. We worked with the state guidelines. We worked with the CDC guidelines. We put something together right. that allowed us to open, right? And and we did social distancing, so our kids were masked. Um, they were six feet apart, and and we submitted a plan. And and the bishop, you know, said we're we're going to school. And I think that's been a huge thing because it's given us a chance to be a servant and bring in some families who weren't currently looking or weren't looking last year. Um, you know, I, I, I told Dan, Mr. Mardell, the, the current principal, you know, I, I hope we keep at least half those families, you know, like like we've sold them a good product and, and we've given them eyes to see it's not just that we were open. I mean, we offer things that they can't get at the public school and, and we, we do it really well. And so I think that hopefully not only do do we keep a lot of those families, um, but that they help us be ambassadors to those folks who'd never thought about it. Um, and and help bring them in, and then these facilities. I mean, again, it's just going to be the icing on the cake that that really helps us uh, excel. Uh, I mean, you got thirty seven acres out here. Is that right? Thirty seven, thirty two, thirty seven. Thirty one and change. I think something like that. Thirty plus acres. Yeah, yeah. Of Greenland, <laughs> yeah. and places for kids to do whatever kids do at recess these days. You know, kickball or volleyball or what? I don't know what they do. Maybe they they sit on their phones and play video games. They don't actually. Okay. Uh, I had the chance to come and teach. PE for for the middle school this year. They still play volleyball, kickball, uh, uh, wiffle ball. Um, um, yeah. So there's plenty of space out here. The best part, no scraped knee. Yeah, right. They get Hopefully grass stains. You just got to remember how to get out grass stains <laughs> instead of blood they stains. Comment to me. That's right. They have grass stain, does not have scraped knee. So is on the supply list, is it going to be a stain stick? Is that <laughs> That's on the probably list? a good one. We're looking for a sponsor. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Neogen doesn't make anything related no, to that. No, no stain removal. We can keep you decontaminated. Do we have a date as in the, the, the new school will be... Pulling up on this date. Well, oh, that's great. I'm not on that committee. Um, Deacon Tim, do you remember those numbers? Uh, I'm on that committee. Yeah. Um, I'm on the, actually, I'm on the multipurpose building committee. Well, the uh, school will be delivered uh, immediately when the, the, the modular will be delivered before assemble 
right after the school is ended on the twenty fourth. Okay, so end of May. End of end May. Of May. Okay. Yep. And then the project will begin, and we will should be ready for operation in August. Yeah, there is a, a video on. We purchased the modular through uh, Vanguard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Vanguard is a, a really a big name in modular buildings. But if you go to their website, there's actually a video showing how they construct on site. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's curious about that, what that's going to look like, it's a pretty cool video. Yeah. I say that because I'm an engineer and I like yeah. it. That kind of stuff. I know. I kind of would want to. Sh- Come and watch. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, what would be a good idea is to put a time-lapse camera. Oh, right, up on the I, I wonder, the do we have a time-lapse camera? Maybe. I'm looking over <laughs> yeah. at the, We'll pay you for it, Steve. <laughs> we'll pay you 10 times what you make tonight. <laughs> Both me and Steve with that pay, we're eligible for the stimulus check. <laughs> We ain't got nothing to worry about. So, no, it would be good to have a, a time-lapse camera looking down on something like that, yeah. maybe off of the tire, off of, of the building one here. But, uh, you know, when you think about Cardone, for me, you know, and listening to so many school families in, in private conversations that I've had with them over the years talk about their commitment to Catholic education and those things, they always had a lot of concerns about St. John's schools. And I cannot think of a single concern that is not going to be addressed by the move to Cardone. Correct. You know, whether that's security, whether it's the size of the rooms, whether it's the environment, you know, whether it's how they pick up and drop off. I mean, everything out here, I can't think of one drawback to being out here. Can you? No. No. What about you, Dallas? Can you? Not offhand. Padre? Padre? Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> We're away from everybody. Uh, I just, I mean, I... Obviously, it's a big change. It's I, I I've been using the word historic, yeah, because it is it is a historic change, not just for the school, but for the parish and people. People in general don't like change. Oh, right, right, right. And so I, I think as as a as a community of of faith as Catholics, we need to embrace those emotions the best we can and try to. You know, make sure there's conversations with with folks to make them feel comfortable. If you haven't been out to Cardone and you haven't even seen like the middle school buildings and stuff, I'm sure we'll have open houses and stuff when we get everything situated. But you need to get out here and take a look around. Right, and and, and part of the communications committee that that is as soon as, as soon as we can move forward just a just a little bit where the weather is always nice out here. That's part of the plan too. We'll we'll allow you to sign up for some times to come out here. Take a tour, see what it looks like. Obviously, the new buildings won't be here, but the, where they're going to be will be here, and and you can get an idea of what that's going to look like. So yeah, be be watching uh, the parish website. Uh, it'll, but it'll all that up. you know, that's good. But I'm still going to miss. My, you know, I've been going there for twenty something years now, St. John's Church. Uh, I mean, it's changed. I don't like change. Nobody does. <laughs> I mean, we don't. You know, a lot of people like like to talk about the mass outdoors and and. You know, I, I hope we're through the worst of that now. We might have to do it again another another season of winter or whatever down the road. Who knows what the future holds? If we want, if Dallas would win the lottery, all of our all of our f- desires and needs would be met right away. But you know, none of us want to be outside, right? Yeah. If we, if we had a preference because of COVID, we wouldn't want to wouldn't want to pick. Let's be outside in the middle of the heat. Because we dealt with the heat, right? Steve, you had to have umbrellas over top of the laptops, and the heat was unbearable. And we were standing up there, and we'd move our chairs back in the shade because, you know, we were <laughs> melting. Cooking. Yeah, we were cooking. And then now, 
you know, just a few weeks ago, it was, the exact, it was the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, you're trying to preach and your your jaws are, are, are chattering up there because it's so cold. You know, none of us want that. And I think that, that, that Cardone, long-term, if anything like COVID ever happened again, it would give it's going to give us an opportunity to look at things completely different. Makes us look at our education completely different. Obviously, we're starting with this modular building. Who knows what the future holds, right? Right, right. You know, I don't think we're going to have a wetland, though. Yeah, probably. Well, I actually see oh, it's shoot. already no, it's already taken care of because the Yuko Inn Yuko touches Inn. our property. Mm-hmm. The Elkhorn Creek and the piece that goes through. We had a couple of folks come with the school last year. Uh, before the COVID thing, and um, they were one was uh, with the sister. Do you remember her sister's name? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and and they and they showed us how we could really take advantage of the land. So you can what, use that for the gift is already here. Yeah. Heck, and if we wanted to have a class on uh, trees, or if we wanted to be an arborist, we've got how many species of trees out there? Does it's, anybody know? Like thirty something. I thirty something. We've been yeah. identified. Actually, that is was an Eco Scout project. Yeah, right. right. You right. come into building one between building one and building two. That is There's a, a map. map. Yeah, identify all the trees existed on on our campus. <clears throat> how cool is that? That's pretty awesome. How many schools have that? Uh, uh, how many K to K to eight schools have? Yeah, that? right, right. right. That aren't on a special campus. Uh, William Vinny says, "Good to see you, Viney. That's Viney. old Bill Viney. Viney. Good to see you again, Brent. Welcome to your new role and count your blessings. Ah, thank you, thank you, Bill. That's Bill, great. we love you commenting on Sunday masses. You always say count your blessings. He always yeah. says, "He's only count your blessing, count there your you blessings." Go. And uh, there's another thing that he and our father can't remember what it is now. He comments on that too. Thanks for tuning in, Bill. Is that it? Any other questions? I was the only one that had a comment. I'll check the school page, too, just in case. There might be a little bit of carryover there. Over there. So, Brent, Cradle Catholic, out of Louisville. How did you get to Lexington? Because you went to school at Center, right? Center in Danville. Uh, came up to University of Kentucky for one year of graduate school. And then uh, got stuck here, pretty much. Uh, my wife was one year behind at Center. Um, she uh, finished up, and then uh, that was in 95. And then we, we both were uh, we got engaged, and we were looking for where are we going to end up. And we did the little scramble, and, and I got offered a job in Lexington and a job in Louisville. And she got offered a job in Lexington and a job in Cincinnati. And so Lexington won, so we could both be employed. <laughs> and you have four kids, right? Four boys, four boys. My oldest is uh, in his finishing his second year at Bellarmine. My youngest is in third grade uh, here at St. John's. And did you think that you would never have a kid in a new school at St. John's School? Actually, no, I've always believed that <laughs> yeah, one of my children fact. would make it into this new school. Did you probably thought John was going to be in a new building, didn't you? <laughs> well, I tell people this. Uh, Jason, who, you know, yeah. they went to school together all them years, him and his child. Uh, when he was in kindergarten, he was, we will have a school by the time he's in the third or fourth grade. He's 27. <laughs> well, I can tell you, God bless Miss King, because she is still our first grade teacher, and she has been holding on. And we had a conversation probably 10 years ago about the new school, and it's so close. And I, I am so excited she'll be with us next year. Yeah, we to, haven't even talked about that. that. Yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about the impact on the teachers and, and, you know, 
in recruitment and re- retention and all those things because you know Catholic education is not known for high salaries for teachers, right. obviously. Right. Uh, but you know, it is it is known for smaller class sizes. You know, there's typically other benefits to it, and for us, facilities wasn't wasn't one of those. No, no. So now it will be. It will be both inside and out. Uh, you know, again, we used to because I, I used to give the tours all the time, and that's that. You know, that's what we would say. Like, get past the exterior and and come when the kids are in with the teachers, see what they do, and and it was always. I mean, it's always a selling point, and now. They'll come and they'll be like, wow, this is really nice. And then they're going to go inside and they're going to be like, wow, this is really nice. And then they're going to see that awesome teacher in action. And, and so, yeah, you know, the, the, several of the hurdles to recruitment have, are, are going to get knocked down. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I've I just, you know, I can't see any negatives to moving out here. Isolation, Father, you said, but I mean, that's not really a negative thing. <laughs> no. Increased security, right? So. Right. You know, I already mentioned to Dan and so Brand is one of the interesting things with the school we're going to face now is how to manage mm-hmm. the children and the teacher in one building. Yeah. Now, they, they're all too close. Before, they're all over the place, but now they're all too close. That a new, I guess, a new problem with a good problem. Yeah, the teachers that. will say, no running in the hallway. Exactly. They never had to say <laughs> that at St. John's School. Yeah, the, the hallway in the, the school building yeah. wasn't long enough to run. No, you couldn't get up to speed. You'd smack yeah, right the water you did, you had to stop. Yeah. No, and I, and I think that, you know, moving from one to, I'm going to count the church building as a building and the office as a building. One, two, three, four, four five, six, seven, seven buildings, right? Do I, got, do I have that right? Just seven, about, yeah. Yeah, seven buildings to a, a main building in and, you know, we're going to use building two. Yeah, uh, really three. Yeah. Three buildings. So that's got to be good for everybody, including the principal. And old Dan, poor Dan, he's not going to – you should get him, sign him up for a part-time teaching role or something. You know what? Uh, Dan is uh, – I am no Dan Mardell, okay? Dan is an awesome servant leader. I hope to be as good as him as a servant leader. He's already committed that he'll be around next year. If I call, he'll answer uh, yeah, just, that's what he told super, you. Yeah, no, believe me. <laughs> he's gonna be fishing on. Dan, he's yeah. gonna be fishing on Dallas's boat yeah. with Dallas and using it. Yeah, we've been made dates. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But uh, yeah, no, Dan. Dan's gonna Dan's gonna help us this next. We year need too. to invest in a plow and hook it up to my truck. And I, you know, we don't. You know, we had some problems with getting it clear this year. Oh, yeah, the snow. The snow. Yeah, yeah there is a plow out here. Oh, there we got one. Oh, we do yeah. have one. Oh, yeah. Those? Yeah, no yeah. Plow. yeah, it's on the. Uh, it's on a, probably an older truck, but it looked good on the front of your Toyota Dallas. It might be yeah. old, the plow might be a little bigger than your truck, but hey, that's another way you can get paid, man. You can raise that paycheck, man, by being the, the guy responsible for for plowing. So, so ex- exciting times at the school, exciting times at the parish. You know, what else do we need to know, Brent? About Brent? Gosh. Um. Be patient with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a learning curve, right? Um, but uh, you know, if, th- if if you're concerned that I'm not coming from the principal side of things, um, it's not that this is foreign to me. Um, I like to say I've worked with the last three principals. I've been on the school board. I've written several of the policies that we follow. I, re- I wrote the the school board constitution back when I was uh, the president of the school board. 
um, sit with the diocesan group that, that looks at curriculum and I have several friends that are principals inside the diocese. So, so, uh, those, those are all resources and connections that I'll be able to, to, to call on. And, um, you know, there's, a, there's going to be a, a, a new opportunity with the teachers. Uh, one of the things that I asked Dan and father to, to help me put together is really, a, a, for lack of a better term, we're calling it like a teacher leader council kind of piece. And so there'll be, Designated teachers that um, that kind of serve as uh, a voice uh, for for their respective grades, but also uh, to hold me in check and 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 make sure and hold me accountable. Make sure that they are getting the resources that they need, and that I'm paying attention to the issues that are important to them, and and at the same time help me to communicate back. And so it, it you know it should enhance, not impede the communication that we have uh, between the, t- the the principal and the teachers. Uh, but it'll probably be something they've never seen before. But to me, uh, in the corporate world, this, this is very common, right? Sure. I mean, you, you put together subject matter experts, and 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 you use them uh, to to your advantage. So, usually, the sign of a good leader is somebody that uh, one people follow behind them, and two, they know where to go for help, yeah. and they're not afraid to go ask for help. Oh, sure. So. So you need people praying for you. I absolutely right? do. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Please. you need the Holy Spirit. And you also need to be praying. So it's a good segue for this. Hey, we got you a little gift for being on the show. Awesome. It's, a, it's a rugged rosary because you need to be praying a rosary every day so that awesome. uh, you lead the school in the, the best direction. Very so, good. Thank so, you all so much. So there you That's go. so kind of you. Thank you. Well, don't thank them. I gave it to you. <laughs> well, I know. But they're here. They're here. Oh, that's beautiful. And beautiful. people just need to have patience, right? Patience. You're going to learn a lot. They're, you're, they're, teachers are going to learn stuff from you that, that, you know, that you bring to the table. You're going to learn from all of them. And, you know, as a community, we're all going to be learning because it's a new, it's a new endeavor for us in a yeah. new place. So, And the, ki- the kids are going to be... The biggest beneficiaries. Remember that this is all about getting our students the best education that we possibly can, and and so if if there's craziness in the pickup line, if if the the lunches are a little slow or whatever it is in this next year, just remember we're we're trying to make this best for the kids. Well, remember if the lunches are slow, that's the the diocese's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Father, you got anything else to add or ask for Brent or thoughts? No, I, I think we're looking forward for this upcoming year. We um, is um, is a godsend. I I do believe that is the unique way we can approach in regards St. John's School. You know, combination of the retaining the amount of information, uh, the integrity of what we are. I think St. John is a great school. Um, unfortunately, we don't talk a lot about it. <laughs> and so now it, it, we have a, something at least we can showcase it, um, both the, the the facility and to, so we can showcase what we can do uh, to serve our, our community. So I, I look forward to work with Brand, And um, yeah, I think we have a good team. Uh, for, I think for the first time we actually have a clear plan to jump forward. Yeah, in ample of time to calculate. In in many ways, thank to COVID. No, no, you don't have to worry about at least for a couple of years whether the the water fountain or the toilet or whatever is broken and leaking, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We laugh about it, but you know, or, or whatever else. Pick pick a maintenance issue in one of those mm. houses, whether it's electrical or plumbing or HVAC or all those things. You know, we're going to have our challenges out here, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be in in. Our new home, right? Cardone. Cardone. 
Hey, let's do. Uh, you ready for saying the day over there? Yeah. Not actually a saint. It's blessed. Blessed. Like, do, do, do blessings count as saints? I just want to know. If they're in heaven, they're a saint. They're just not recognized as one yet. Okay, there it is. That's the official <laughs> position. Anybody in heaven is a saint. Of the day for March twelfth. Today we celebrate Blessed Angela Salawa. War brings out the extremes. In the case of Angela Salawa, it revealed her courage and goodness. Born in Poland in 1881, Angela moved to Krakow as a young woman. Working as a domestic, she began to gather with and instruct other young domestic workers. During World War I, she displayed remarkable dedication and courage by helping prisoners of war, whatever their nationality or religion. She also cared for soldiers wounded in the war. Addressing herself to Christ in her diary, Angela wrote, Lord, I live by your will. I shall die when you desire. Save me, because you can. Bad health finally forced Angela to end her apostolic works. The limits placed on her were especially difficult for someone whose goal was to spread the good news wherever she could. In 1922, at age 41, God called the humble Angela home. She was beatified in 1991 by Pope John Paul II in a public square in Krakow. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. The Polish, Polish soon-to-be saint, or saint, because she's already in heaven. Dallas, you don't have your headphones on. Oh, gosh. Come on. Rookie mistake. (laughs) Rookie mistake. Hey, we're at the end of the show. Any questions from any viewers? None? That's a good sign, Brent. Nobody wanted to, uh, I don't know, come at you with a pitchfork or anything. So that's That'll good. happen like a week after you, you know, school starts. That's okay. I appreciate them waiting until I'm actually on the payroll. Yeah. That, that's good. And I appreciate just, it. And just if you build a gym, 90% of the parents will be happy. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. That was an announcement from uh, your fans saying, Brent is a gift. Uh, Absolutely. So, Brent is a, is a gift for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next show, I wonder if I got these dates wrong. March, yeah, we're in March. Yeah, March 26th. We don't have a guest yet, but, you know, one of the things that Father, you and I have talked about with the communications is if we can use this venue to communicate some of the things going on out here, whether we want to have the chair of the multi-purpose committee or the I think so. modular committee okay. or whatever. Uh, this is a, an avenue for that. So stay tuned here. Uh, in two weeks... We actually are going to have, which is the f- April, I don't have my calendar open. Somebody give me that date. April's 9th. Yeah, April 9th. Uh, we're going to have Eric and Barbara Conklin on to discuss uh, St. John's, St. Francis and John's marriage ministry, which kind of got started at before COVID and right. like mm-hmm. everything with COVID kind of got, got put on hold. So they're going to come on and we're going to talk about this this new ministry. So, you know, definitely come and check that out. Um uh, a lot of stuff we hope, a lot of stuff changing. Uh, got Holy Week coming up soon, right? Just right. a few weeks away. Uh, look, look, pay attention for the schedule, right? Could mm-hmm. do most of the stuff out here at Cardone, yes. right? Pray for good weather. We don't want to lie prostrate uh, <laughs> in the muddy water. We would, though, I guess, right? Where else are we going to do it if we can't do <laughs> if we can't do it in the center? We'll figure that out. So, uh, hey, support. Uh, support our ministry, ssfj.org. You can also go to the 
St. Francis and John.org. Uh, a long one. I just like to say SSFJ.org because there's a, a hyperlink that takes you right to the, the give page, the donate page. Support our ministries. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate through uh, COVID not to have lost. We've lost some, but we haven't lost a whole lot of of, of revenue. I think the school's doing really good financially still, uh, even with uh, enrollment down, but up slightly because of that influx from uh, from non-parishioners, I'll say, into the school. Uh, but we do need support, and the best way to do that is online now. Uh, you can go to ssfj.org. It'll take you to a page where you'll have a list of, I don't know, 20, 20, 22 different uh, ways to give money, funds to give money to. So please support our ministry. It's uh, what the church is all about, and it allows us to go out and and do God's work in the community, uh, whether that's to operate the school and and train, sorry, educate our kids, catechize our kids, catechize our, our adult parishioners as well. So all those things are possible because of your gifts. So please give online. If you're not a follower, click on it. They're changing how they do all those things. Sometimes it's subscribe. Sometimes it's like. I can't keep up with it. Just tune in, and uh, we'll get through this pandemic together, and hopefully everything will be normal. Well, I heard a story that everything will be normal by July 4th. So (laughs) (laughs) just like magic, we'll be gathering as as free and independent <laughs> people, right? Dash, you're laughing over there. I'm laughing because I've seen a meme. <laughs> so who's giving the blessing? Who gave it last time? You gave it last time. Well, Father Lynn, can you give us a blessing? The blessing Deacon Dallas. I think I just didn't change that. It's just... In the name of the Father, <laughs> the Son, is the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 As we close this show tonight, Heavenly Father, we want to give you uh, honor as always. And we want to thank you, God, for this time that we spent tonight together to discuss, to discuss things and uh, introduce Brent to the community as the new principal. And may you bless each person listening tonight who took the time to be with us and bless and use your protective hand over Brent to guide him through the school year. And we ask the Almighty God to bless everyone here and everyone out there, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you, sir. Good Thank good you. show, guys. Uh, Brent, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you, you all here. for having me. It's yeah, awesome. it was a good time. We'll have you back uh, when the honeymoon's over. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We'll see if you're, well, you're still as positive and upbeat as you are now. Maybe like <laughs> the day after the first day of school yeah. or something like that. So <laughs> good luck to you. Prayers for you. And uh, you got a lot of people pulling for you. Thanks, so, sir. All right. All right. Until next until two weeks, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Ling Nguyen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Did you ever stop and think, why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest, I don't know one single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be 